Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a very special episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we talk to Emma Burke very talented design assistant currently working on Baz Luhrmann's untitled Elvis biopic. Emma was kind enough to talk to us about what her role entails, what a day on set looks like for her, and also the state of the film landscape at the moment. Let's get into it. So we are really excited to be talking with Emma Burke in a special episode of Popcorn Podcast. Emma is an Australian production designer and makeup artist. She's a graduate of the University of New South Wales with a BFA in Fine Arts Photography and completed her Masters of Screen Production Design at the Australian Film and Television Radio School. Emma was the winner of the 2019 APDG Emerging Designer Award, reflecting her production design on the short film Sweet Tooth, which was just phenomenal, might I add. <laughs> Currently working on Baz Luhrmann's Untitled Feature as a design assistant. Emma, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That's all right. Thanks for having me. So to start off, can you tell us a little bit about what your role and responsibilities include as a design assistant? As a design assistant, you're kind of there for, in this particular instance right now, I'm sort of just there for the designer. So anything they kind of need to get their vision across. I'm there to kind of help them put that together, you know, whether that's on set or in meetings or whatever else. And then on top of that, you're also kind of there for the art department itself. So all the art directors and the set designers, you know, making sure everyone has the information that they need. They have access to all the information that they need when we start building. So props and set deck and greens and vehicles. Mm. We sort of make sure everyone is across everything and that the designer is as supported as they possibly can be in making their job a little easier. <laughs> 
sounds like a lot of work. Do you get to do a lot of any sort of creative stuff yourself? Do you have much creative input as well? Like here and there, it's sort of more of a support role, which is sort of, you know, being an emerging designer is an exciting thing to be in, especially sort of a film that's quite large. Mm. You know, it's really cool to be able to watch what's going on and to see how like those big decisions are made and the processes that they need to go through. You know, there are odd times where people will ask for your input in things just as a creative, you know, so yeah. I'm sure you are really inspired by the people that you work with on set, mm-hmm. uh, whatever project you're working on. I'd love to know what does really inspire you as an emerging designer. I guess from my, like, fine arts background, you know, I started way back when wanting to be an artist and a lot of sort of classic artists you know um I love like renaissance painting so like Caravaggio is always my go-to for when I'm designing just because he has a beautiful use of light and creating scenes um and creating characters in those paintings so I think like going back to like classic art and architecture as well is really important and also really exciting I mean it always changes on the project but I always generally go straight to the art world rather than looking at film references when I'm designing myself. Did that inspire your work on the short film Sweet Tooth? I can kind of see some similarities and parallels there maybe. Definitely. (laughs) It definitely did. Yeah, I looked at a lot of Renaissance painting for Sweet Tooth. But there are a lot of other very long list of inspiration for Sweet Tooth. (laughs) Absolutely. Is there any film from this year or or recently that has been your favourite from a production point of view? Not a lot of films have been released, obviously, but... I know. It's an odd time to be movies. But I guess, like, it's a great time because we've all, like, been watching a lot. Like, everyone's just been on Netflix and Stan and, like, streaming a lot. So Mm. I would say, actually, Ellie Fanning, The Great. Oh, Mm. yes. Mm. I thought that was really well done and the costumes were beautiful as well like the colors in that and the script I just thought it was really exciting and a really interesting way to be telling that story as well because she's such an incredible woman and character in history and the way they brought that that alive was really cool because I was watching the one on Foxtel as well with Helen Mirren at the same time so it was really interesting to see the comparisons between you know telling a story that's historically accurate and then something that's a little bit more exciting and creative. And right. So, I, yeah, that was really cool. Films that I'm excited for at the end of the year, though, would be like Wes Anderson's new film. The French Dispatch, is that one? Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see that. He always takes us on an amazing journey. Oh, it's a visually visual journey as well as yeah. storytelling and quirky characters. I think mm-hmm. he's an absolutely phenomenal yeah. filmmaker. Oh, 100%. Lots to be inspired by him, absolutely. Definitely. Hard to keep a film looking that beautiful the entire way and just attention to detail is incredible. So obviously at the moment you're working on a music biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another genre of film that interests you and inspires you? From a production point of view that maybe you'd like to explore after this? I mean, I am a sucker for a period film. Mm-hmm. love period film and I love fantasy film. Um, so I'd love to be making more of that. I think that was the exciting thing when I was making Sweet Tooth was being able to have the opportunity at this point in my career to be able to make a fantasy in period film because it's always been a dream and a goal of mine to do that. So mm. I'd love to explore that a lot more. And I mean, that's hard to do in Australia, but we'll see what happens. Well, I feel like the new initiatives from the government are opening that up a bit more now. 
Yes, there is a lot happening in the film industry, which is really, really exciting. You know, it's such a strange time. So it's really nice to see all these initiatives coming out. And I guess Mm. the world is kind of looking to Australia in terms of like our filmmaking and how we're kind of trying to move along with things. Um, And we are, which is great. And in terms of navigating this uncertain world at the moment in film and television, what sort of advice would you like to hear yourself and then therefore give to emerging designers out there? I guess it's like... As an emerging designer and wanting to get into the industry, it's all really kind of about your networks and who you know. Yeah. And, you know, starting off with talking to the APDG, which is the Australian Production Designers Guild, is always like a great start and a great way to get and stay connected with other designers, other emerging designers, but also, you know, everyone else in the art department. So there's costume designers and and set designers and, you know, a whole range of different creatives um, in the art department and they have some great events and it's a great way to kind of just see what's going on and um, meet new people and, I mean, not go to new events at the moment, but um, sometimes have some really great (laughs) events which people can go and check out and hop onto projects and just sort of build your network and and who you know Um, because, like, in the industry that's an integral part of sort of getting your foot in the door and sort of staying in the industry is word of mouth, really, and your work ethic as well you've got to be a very dedicated person it's so important to put yourself out there connect with people learn listen from people and not be afraid to say hey this is something i've done i'm really proud of i'd like your feedback your input on this how i can learn and grow so yeah it's really good advice was there a moment or anything that uh made you sort of realize you wanted a career in film um, I've always been interested in film. From a young age, I always, like, I'm a big reader. I'm actually, I read more than watch more, which is really weird. People always oh. ask me, like, what's your favourite film? I'm like, oh, I don't know, it's my favourite book. <laughs> so I was always, like, imagining and drawing up worlds as a kid. And then I found it really yeah. fascinating how people would make, you know, my favourite book come to life on the screen. So it was always something I wanted to do. I went to a performing arts school and everyone was very much into acting and singing and performing and mm. I'm not much of a performer. So I kind of stuck to the, you know, the background and just worked my way through sort of different departments, which is why I kind of landed in makeup and, and it just led me to design. Um, and I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. And where do you see yourself in 10 years? I guess... I did have a plan sort of pre-COVID was sort of to head overseas. You know, I'd love to be working right. in Europe. I love films that come out of Europe and the UK. So I would love to kind of head over there. That would definitely be a dream and a goal of mine. Yeah, I suppose that would be my 10-year plan is to, to head overseas and kind of explore international filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, and immerse yourself in other cultures and conversations as well, which you can only grow from that as an artist, I'm sure. A hundred percent. And like, it's a very different way of filmmaking. Mm. You know, the US is different, Australia is different, and then the UK is different. So it's also kind of learning a new way of making film. And and there's just new stories and new scripts and new places. And that's just really, really exciting. So I'd love to explore that more. Hopefully one day when our borders open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I know we know you can't reveal anything about the production that you're working on at the moment, obviously, but perhaps maybe you could share if the crew behind the scenes are getting into the Elvis spirit by, I don't know, maybe dressing up or listening to music to get into the vibe. Like how are you all getting in that headspace? I guess you're kind of always just surrounded by it. You know, there's a lot of research. Yeah. I know I found a new appreciation for Elvis, yeah. like in his music, but I guess like I kind of grew up 
with a, like a very eclectic taste just in my family. So um, I had all bought all the Elvis albums out and I've been listening to those. So, you know, it's a lot of music, which is lovely to hear. Have you had people like turning up to the set or anything, trying to get a glimpse or? Not really. Because I know it's a huge, it's a huge fandom over here and I really would have thought people would be dressing up and turning up to the <laughs> set. <laughs> you would be surprised. I mean, yeah, it's such a, such a big name. So, um, but no, we haven't had anyone turn up. I think it'll be quite the red carpet premiere, I suppose, with fans dressing up and really getting excited about the project. Well, he's hoping we can have that. <laughs> I mean, just going back to the cinema in general, like I was reading an article yeah. that, you know, people are saying cinema is dead, which is really sad. Oh, no, 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 no. Cuts me to the core hearing that. I know. Isn't it heartbreaking? But I mean, that's, you know, streaming has become such a big thing and I miss going to the cinema and buying, you know, popcorn and sitting there and watching a movie. And We've been back to a couple of movies mm. recently and it is such a strange experience because you've got, you've gone from having like a huge shared experience of so many people sitting yeah. there and watching this movie and reacting all together and, and now it's like two people spread out at the front and two people at the back and it's, it is really sad. It's such a privilege, though, that Lee and I have been able to have that opportunity in yeah. the last few months to mm. go to the cinema, be it screenings or, or you know, paying mm. paying to sit down, get your popcorn and drink and all that stuff. Like, we talk a lot on the podcast about the shared cinema experience, which mm. I think Lee just mentioned before. It's so important to share in stories together yeah. with an audience. It's such a visceral experience. Being a part of reactions, gasps, screams, mm. you know, you sometimes can hear those eye rolls that, I, <laughs> you know, that usually come from me. Uh, yeah, so I just love having that. True. Yeah, it is, and I mean, just like going to the cinema with someone else. Like, I find you know, you're sitting at home alone and you watch something on Netflix, and you kind of just forget you've watched it. Yeah. But I feel like when you go to the cinema, you're like, I went and I watched this movie, and this is what happened. Mm. Let's talk about it. I guess what we just saw and how exciting it was, or how terrible it was, you know, depending on the movie, who knows? Yeah, I miss that experience. I'm, I'm excited to kind of mm. get back to it, but it's, you know, you don't know. You go with the flow at the moment, really. That's literally what we, that's our podcast. We just love to talk about movies and have that shared yeah. conversation. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's what keeps us, you know, living and breathing and getting exciting about the industry. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Emma. It's been really great to talk to you and learn about some more behind-the-scenes things in film and your role. That's all right. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> and all the best for the rest of production. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Emma. No Take worries. care. Bye, guys. <laughs> great Emma had some really interesting things to say about what it's like in the film industry at the moment yeah she had a lot of really interesting things to say and I was really excited to learn what her role entailed and also what a day on set looked like for her and the things that she's really excited about and inspired by so it was a really interesting interview it's fun to get a peek behind the curtain isn't it and find out what goes on behind the scenes and all the hard-working crew that make a film it's not just about the actors and directors and oh absolutely I mean they're all needing to lean into and be inspired by a director's vision and translating the words on the screenplay and realizing it in a production costume makeup mm. you know sense so yeah it's really fascinating to get a real insight into that from someone who is in the thick of it really takes a village doesn't it oh absolutely well that's it for a very special episode of popcorn podcast we'll be bringing you more interviews so make sure you subscribe and thanks for listening catch you next time if you enjoy our episodes head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. 
You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.